man, I like being the type of person who has like done that, tried it. And that's what I think about. I'm like, do I want to be the type of person? You, you said it like, who am I becoming? And it's like, do I want to be the type of person who just like quit? Even if I don't tell it, if I'm like, I could just tell people I don't like it. But deep down, I'll know like, nah, I just like was scared. I don't want to live my life that way. I don't, I can't look myself in the mirror. So for me, it's like anytime, and part of this is just getting to know myself better. But anytime I have these feelings of like, man, I kind of don't want to do it. And there's definitely levels of like, you know, do I not want to do something? Because it's like, that's just like, does, doesn't excite me. I don't enjoy it. I feel like I should because other people want to. Then yeah, I don't need to do that. But this was my decision. I decided to sign up for this. I decided to try this. So, um, and that's a big reason why, right? Like what's my why for this in the first place was like the personal growth. Like, I think I'm, I'm going to be, you're going to be a different person when you finish your race. I'm going to be a different person. Like after a month, I'm going to be a completely different person when I get my blue belt, like, you know, and, um, that's what I'm excited for. Welcome to modern happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleeper. What's up, happiness homies? Welcome back to the Modern Happiness Podcast. I am Matthew Allen, and next to me, we have Taylor Sleaford, and we are pumped to be here. Taylor, how are you? I'm wonderful. It's been a minute, but I'm glad to be back, hanging out. We got some great topics for you. Not only has it been a minute on the podcast, but I feel like, Taylor, I haven't seen you in so long. You (laughs) took a hiatus to Florida to see your parents. And, you know, just the goings-on of the world. It's been a minute. The podcast used to be weekly, y'all. And if you didn't notice, we have pushed to bi-weekly, or as Taylor would like to say, every other week. <laughs> because bi-weekly can be twice a week. Anybody else confused by this, slide in my DMs and let me know. Cause what does bi-weekly mean? Yeah. It's it's wild. It's but, wild. Yeah. Uh, every fortnight? Is that where? Fortnite. Fortnite is two weeks. Yeah. That, so that's where the podcast is moving. International and uh, twice a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. Uh, yeah. You know, this is, uh, this is something that we started because we, <laughs> we have. D- we did start this. We started it and <laughs> we don't want to end it. But uh, yeah, Taylor and I run our own businesses and we're just spending more time serving our clients growing the business and this is uh just a fun hobby and we love our listeners our supporters um but we decided to push to fortnights <laughs> taylor and i and when deuce is free she'll be here but she's not with us today uh and then a guest so we'll be flip-flopping back and forth hopefully continuing to bring you some great guests uh and then hey i think they'll be more fun because we'll have more juice to talk about more juice to squeeze, Juicy more, juice. more yeah. energy to pump stuff out. So basically for our longtime listeners, you probably already know this, but we had a goal to do a podcast once a week for a year and that we made that happen in February. I did it. And 1 million downloads. You know, year. it's uh, always a good time to reflect and see what happened and set new goals. And we love this and we love all of you guys listening and, uh, don't want to end it. And also, yeah, we want to make sure that we're pumping out some quality stuff. So it just works a little bit better for us, not as frequent. 
and uh, we still are here and have some good stuff for you. And Taylor's got the Modern Happiness t-shirt on, the black version. Happiness is a ch- happiness is a choice. That's correct. Matthew. On the front breast and our big old <laughs> logo on the back side. It's a great shirt. I like the way they came out. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> okay, so on today's episode, we have two wonderful topics. If you guys have listened... Way back when, um, Matt and I like to challenge ourselves. We like to try new things. We like to do white belt activities, if you will. White belt activity. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened yeah. there. <laughs> and uh, we both have some new uh, adventures ahead. So Matt has signed up for what is called the Grand Traverse. It's a 40-mile trail run from Crested Butte, Colorado to Aspen, Colorado, um, which is what, September? September Trace. September, that's three for Septiembre. our English-speaking um, listeners. And I just started jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, literally I'm a white belt. I am now a white belt. So to talk about that. Yeah, be careful, guys. I'm officially a white belt. So, yeah, this is really like another iteration. We signed up. If you hadn't listened to the triathlon episode, definitely check it out. We have like a, a pre-training, and then we do a, a, a download with the whole crew and that was a great opportunity for us to like try something new, train together, get out of our comfort comfort zone, learn to swim, learn that you need a swim cap and goggles. Uh, yeah, that was a quick lesson. <laughs> and um, yeah, we, you know, life changes and evolves. And uh, these are kind of things that we've decided to put some time into. So really today we're going to talk about this journey. I'll ask Matt questions about his training or not training and tell you about it what is it we'll find out yeah today (laughs) today let's start there um so matt why did you sign up for a 40 mile trail run okay do you know the elevation gain uh we start start around total elevation over 40 miles is around six thousand feet um so really not that bad over 40 miles however you are at nine thousand feet and you go over i believe two twelve thousand foot passes so no oxygen that'll take a toll on you um, and the fact that it's 40 miles uh, on trail, not on flat road, right? And uh, there's a whole mental game side of it. But, you know, really why I signed up for it? You know, we talk about the triathlon and challenging ourselves and doing new stuff. And I think that's something that I really value and love. And it's funny. I was – well, I guess it's not funny. But I was um, – my girlfriend was talking about this. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like, I'm going to fucking do that. And – um, like, yeah, I'll come support you. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'll do it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we actually all had the same thought. Me, Natalie, pretty much everyone. And then you just – actually, we should talk about this. You just signed up. Well, that's there, what I'm getting to. I'll okay. tell you what happened. Uh, so I I was in this um, I was in this program, this business program, and they had this big live event, two, two, three days, three-day live event. And uh, on, on whatever, it doesn't matter. One of the days, a guest speaker comes on, and she talks about – being codependent with your business. Same way you would be codependent in a relationship. You are dependent on this person to provide you value in your life, to meet your needs so that you feel loved and secure and all this stuff. And that's not a healthy way to have a relationship, right? You should feel good all on your own, right? This person, your partner would only elevate that. So I was codependent with my business and and didn't really realize it. And I always, I was kind of having these realizations, but I like, you know, when someone names something, you're like, oh, that's what I've been doing. And 
that creates more awareness and allows you to kind of move through it quicker. I knew I was like, <clears throat> I was like, yeah, I love my business and like I'll work 21 days straight. You know, it's not a badge of honor. Like I just love what I do. This is great. It's so fun. And then I started questioning. I was like, is that even true? Like if I didn't have to work 21 days straight, would I actually do that and love doing that? No, of course not. Like I would love to have like three employees who are doing a lot of this other work and I could have more time to ride my bike or run or snowboard or any other, you know, activity outside of work. Um, but I started to become codependent with my business. Uh, and what that means is that I was relying on my business to fulfill my own personal needs. And she took us through this exercise and I, I wish I could give her credit. I don't remember her name or who it was. Um, I could probably try and find it. Um, but essentially we went through this exercise and I recognized that good, we have a bunch of needs as humans, but you know, two of my needs are challenges and attention. I love attention and that's, doesn't have to be a negative thing. Um, just the truth, right? Hanging around friends. I love making people laugh. Um, you know, it's just one of my needs and, uh, yeah, one of those being att- uh, challenges as well. And I'll just stick with that rather than going down the other rabbit hole of attention. But uh, I started to think, I'm like, okay, you know, the, the goal is like, okay, how can you fulfill your need of challenges outside of your business so that you can then show up in your business fully and you're not relying on your business to fulfill your needs? You can separate the two. And I'm like, well, I like, I've always loved a physical challenge. Or, you know, even just sports. This is why I still play baseball because I love, you know, going up against a pitcher and the count's 0-2 and oh, I was going to throw a curveball or outside fastball. Like, I love that stuff and um, just pushing myself a little bit. And that's why I always love CrossFit. Uh, but CrossFit started to fade from my life <laughs> with the start of COVID. And I, I think the business started to pick up more and I, without even realizing, right, I'm, I'm losing the CrossFit, but I'm, fu- I'm challenging myself more in business and creating more struggles for myself, probably making it harder than it has to be because my needs not being fulfilled. And so, I don't know, it was probably like a day later and maybe two nights later. And Natalie is like, my girlfriend, she, who was going to sign up for this. She's like, the registration is live at midnight. She's like, I'm not sure, but it could sign up fast. Like, I don't know how this, how this race will work. Yeah, I think if I remember, she said it actually sold out last year because she wanted to do it. Okay, so yeah. I, I do I, remember there being an urgency. Yeah. Like, it'll yeah. sell out fast. Yeah, so like, there was no time to kind of mull this over. And I've been loving running again, and uh, I started started really love it in COVID summer, and really was enjoying it last summer. And now knew that like yeah, something running is something I enjoy doing, and yeah, so I was like, let me fulfill my need of like forty mile trail run. Last time I, the furthest I ran last time was my 29th birthday, which is almost two years ago at this point. I ran a half marathon on my last day of being 29, there was no significance there just for the fact that I was taking the day off last day of 29. I was like, I want to go for a long run. I was running around wash park and I, and I was like, I'm going to do nine miles. And now I'm like, well, my might as well do 10. And then as in my head, I'm at mile six. I'm like, if you're going to do 10, dude, just run another 5k, make it a half marathon. That fucked me up. My ankles were wrecked the last three, three miles, three and a half miles. Um, but yeah, that was the last time I ran half marathon. And then before that, the most I've run is a marathon when I was 16 years old. So quite literally, it is April 1st. On April 20th, I'll be 32. Quite literally half a lifetime ago, I ran a marathon and haven't run a ton more. <laughs> As of signing up from this, haven't run much more than that, you know, much more than six, seven miles. 
so I was like, this would be a fucking challenge. Mm. So I was like, I'm in. Natalie, I'm doing it. I'll stay up till midnight and I'm signing up. And she, I don't remember. She's like, are you fucking sure you want to do this? And blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I signed up. And uh, a statement that I love that my mentor says, guys, if you want to make change in your life, the transformation happens in the transaction. Right? And this is why Taylor and I are both coaches. When somebody invests in us, multiple four figures, that's the start of the transformation. That's a big step forward telling yourself, Yes, I want this. I want more from my life or I'm going all in or whatever that is. Um, now this being, I don't know, what is it? 170 bucks, 160 bucks. Not as much as a multiple four-figure purchase. But what happened the next day? Ran eight miles. And since then, when was that? Like November? October? Yeah. November? I would say like earlier. October, November, definitely not. Yeah, I don't think any earlier. But Before. yeah, I mean that's like a. I mean the race is in September. That's a long time out, and yeah. And now I've just been, you know, you said like we'll talk about your training. I'm like, I, am I even training? And like, yeah, I guess I am. Like I, you know, I ran 10 miles on Monday, um, and I'm just fucking like loving the process. Um, I don't know if I'd be running this long if I didn't have a 40 mile trail yeah. under prepare for. <laughs> Which was my point of. Yeah, maybe you're not on a plan or don't have a coach, but it's like prepping. Yeah, you probably wouldn't be doing this much. Trying to get more miles in. We I woke up Thursdays are snowboarding days. Snowboarding season is basically over. So um, with Nat- Natalie, it doesn't start work till 9.30. So we did a nine-mile trail run yesterday morning. And uh, when I wake up at 5 o'clock to prepare to do a sunrise run at 7, uh, no, definitely not without this. But, um, oh, my God, it was fucking – it was a beautiful, cool morning – we had deer. It's like the quintessential image you could see of, you know, the early sunrise with like a mist. There was no mist, but in my memory, all of a sudden now there's a mist and like the deer running through it, you know, they're like galloping. It was fucking incredible. Um, but yeah, man, training for this, I'm fucking loving it. And not only the silence I've been able to enjoy, like the 10 mile runs that are almost two hours long. A little bit, like hour 40. I'll, I'll listen to a podcast for like 40, 50 minutes, an hour maybe, and then take my headphones off and just run mm. in silence. Listen to my footsteps and breath. And it's incredible the clarity that comes through when you let your mind kind of stop thinking. You're able to, if you're able to turn off the thinking mind, like, yeah, for a while I'll be trying to solve questions in my business and other problems. And slowly I start looking at the trees and looking how beautiful it is and really enjoying it. And then all of a sudden, pff, download. I got incredible ideas and I've just been like loving the silence. I even sat in my car yesterday uh, and uh, the charger's not working for, for the Apple play uh, and my phone was on like 10%. I'm like, I don't want to waste battery. Like I'm just going to listen to nothing. Just fucking sitting in silence. And I'm like, I know I'm a little off, <laughs> off the training, but like just loving the whole encompassing the whole thing of the running, pushing myself a little bit further pushing through the aches, trying to run a little faster some days, doing hill workouts with you. We did a hill workout. Um, and yeah, combining that with like the silence and the clarity that's coming from that, having the time to just like listen to music or listen to a podcast and just like me time. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Um, you know, running is so like that. And I think there's so many people that hate running. And I, I feel like one, I believe everyone's can run. And honestly, personal opinion, meant to run. Like, yeah. I, you know, CrossFit is known for functional fitness, right? And I've been a CrossFit coach, and you know, 
I love CrossFit and I still think running is the most functional movement. Cause if we think about our ancestors and getting from one place and carrying, I was actually Hunting listening to, and yeah. yeah, like one thing that makes us unique of why we evolved is the ability to carry things. Mm. So like we can kill something, we can put it on our back and like carry it. Whereas yeah. like a lot of other animals can't do that, you know? Um, which is, which is fascinating. But, uh, I heard fire by the way, since we're on the topic, uh-huh. when we figured out how to cook stuff, since our body didn't have to expend so much energy digesting raw meat and raw food, mm-hmm. uh, we could digest it faster. So now we had energy to sit around and think mm. and whatnot. And that that's interesting. Okay, we're going to keep leaning into this. So I heard recently there was a comparison. I'm trying to remember where this was. Oh, I think it was in the Deepak Chopra book you gave me. Um, Meta human. He talks about like the difference between us and different animals. And like, I don't know exactly what he called it, but like that ability to think. So like there's certain like, you know, monkeys who like tend to be closer to us. And it's like, if you put a mirror, um, they can see themselves. And so like the more intelligence that are closer to us, they could like, you could have a hat on them. They've never seen themselves and they like go like, and what I'm doing is I'm like reaching on my head. They if reach I'm looking, for their own hat. Yeah. Rather than like trying mirror. to touch the mirror. Yeah. But one thing I didn't realize, which is so true is like some animals can't even like notice a mirror process. Yeah. yeah. And so like, that's something that's interesting about us is like, we're able to like, if we see a mirror for the first time, we're able to like make the connection that like, oh, that's us. And there's something on our head. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know where that gap was of like being able to think and like, there's um, a hilarious, I think it's Jerry Seinfeld. He's like, you know, people put up, this is probably an older style, uh, I guess, whatever, but people put up like floor to ceiling mirrors in their house mm. to make the space look bigger. Yeah. And he's like, you know, and my friend had a, a bird that got free of the cage and went to go fly into the other room, smashed the mirror and died. And he's like, I can understand if the bird doesn't understand that it was a mirror, but why didn't he at least try to avoid the other bird coming right at him? <laughs> yeah. Maybe birds can't see it. I don't I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, mirrors aren't real. Time's not real. Nothing is real. Nothing is really real. This, this podcast isn't real. Yeah. It's whatever you want. So to be. going back to the running. Yeah. I think that like, if you can, it's funny cause I've, I've ran a lot. I ran a lot in college. I've done some triathlons and, uh, then during COVID is like when I kind of got back into running too. And man, it was so hard. It was like four months of just like, man, why is three miles so hard? It's not getting easier. And then once, and now that's partly why, you know, if any of you follow me, like I've been consistently running, even as training has shifted all these different things, because once you stop, but once you can get to a point and like stay with it, it's like hard to describe the clarity of your mind and your thoughts. And you know, I know there's a lot of Matt and I have like some people we look up to like Nick bear and stuff and they talk about it too. And it's wild. I'll get some of my best ideas when I'm running. Oh yeah. And there's something about like getting in a flow state. I mean, there's something about movement in general, but I think like CrossFit or some very high intensity exercise, like you can't do that. You can't have space yeah. and time. And, um, I, and I think that's what's on the nature too. And yeah, it's like all of it. Yeah. And it, it's funny. Cause I remember like in the fall, I was feeling really burned out, like doing a lot of training with CrossFit and also my business and like, uh, social stuff, like trying to fit everything in. And I was just really upregulated and stressed a lot. And then when I got into running, you know, it's like, wow, this is like, I can decompress from my day and my, I'll think about stuff, but then it'll kind of like help me feel better. And, um, so yeah, I think that's, what's really cool about this. And you always hear that, like, you know, 
and I have, I have a question coming for you, but like ultra runners and you're like, that seems crazy. 50 miles, hundred miles, 40 miles. Like, why would you do that? And then I think it's like this new level of addiction because like, Oh, I could see it. Yeah. You just like that feeling and just like, even, you know, it's funny now I'm, I'm running a lot and I'm running like four days a week, but it's like, yeah, you could just get to that point where it's just like you go run every day and like you, you chase that. And I think there's something said to be too, like, this is a big shift in my life of like wanting to use my fitness outdoors. Mm -hmm. I've been a strength coach for so long. And it's like something about just being outside and like seeing the earth and all of that. So, um, before you ask your question, I just want to touch on running in general where, yeah, you're like first three miles is hard. And I think a lot of people do this, right? When you go out for your three mile run, it's got to be your best run, your fastest run mm -hmm. every fucking time you go out. And even listening to Nick Bear, and if you don't Nick, don't know Nick Bear, like uh, without getting into too many details, like he's been a bodybuilder, weightlifter. He's been in CrossFit, I think, a little bit. Um, he's super jacked, but with his jackedness, he's also run a sub three hour marathon, which I believe is like a six forty pace yeah, or something, something insane. Like and he's done the Leadville one hundred, which is a hundred mile trail run up you know, a crazy elevation, uh, which it's just like a 25 hour, took him 25 hours, like insane stuff. Um, so he's, he's deep in this stuff and he's had his, his coach, um, on the podcast, but, and I've heard this, you know, a lot as the more I run, it's like actually doing that style of training, trying to run your fastest, same thing. Like in, mm. if you're doing CrossFit, trying to lift your heaviest every time you're there is so counterproductive and same thing with running. And actually if you, like, if you want to watch or, or whatever, like something that keeps your heart rate, if you keep kept your heart rate in zone two, which is like slow as fucking fucking hell, you almost feel like you're walking, but that's actually the most beneficial to get better at running. And it feels so slow and it feels so dumb. And I remember doing that two summers ago, COVID summer of only nose breathing. And if I had to open my mouth, I would either slow down or walk mm. till I didn't have to. And I'd monitor my watch, which isn't super accurate, but to make sure I wasn't going above like 148 heart rate. And yeah, it was like 10, 30 mile, which I don't know, for some of you might be hard, might be crazy slow, like wherever you're at. I kept doing that so slow, slow, slow. But then my nose breathing runs would turn into 945 or, you know, 1015, then 1010. Then not, and then I would, my heart rate would stay the same. I would still be feeling like I'm exerting the same, but I'm running faster. It'd be at 945, 930. And then when I go back to like, okay, now let's do a hard three mile run, I'm faster. Mm. but trying to run that three, three mile run over and over. Like, first of all, that sounds boring as fuck to me, but like now I can just go out. I can do a three mile run, an eight mile run. Like, like now to me, like, I don't, I feel like I don't go out and run unless it's six miles minimum, mm. not counting. Like if I'm doing a hill workout or something or like intervals, but if I'm just going out for like a jog, it's gotta be six miles. Or I feel like I wasted my time. It didn't used to be that way. Yeah. Three used to be kind it's of the It's funny because that's, that definitely used to be my mentality of like, I'm trying to go faster every time I run. I think that everyone, and, and I still get that a little bit yeah. where I'm like, well, it's cool now. So I actually, uh, or two, sorry, by the way, like people are going to see us on Strava. I can't be running 10 minute yeah. miles. Like, Oh God, like who fucking cares? Yeah. It's funny. Cause, uh, yeah, I hired a running coach like a month ago, remote running coach and he's been programming for me and it's all. I run four days a week. Three of those days are just slow aerobic. That's like, you know, it's meant to be slow, meant to be easy in those zones. And it's like almost giving me permission to do that. And yeah, like to your point too, like, uh, you know, when I was training for the triathlon, I would like post on Instagram pictures of my watch and, you know, it has like the average pace. And now I'm running slower than I was then, but I, we ran, what do we run? 10 miles in Crested Butte? Yeah. At 
elevation and the snow, uphill, downhill, all this stuff. And um, that's the farthest I've run in out in years. And, you know, it's funny, but my times are slower, but I'm like, okay with it. And it it's pretty wild because I'll, I'll run anywhere between like five and I ran like 12 miles last weekend. And it's all at like a nine, nine thirty pace, yeah. which is kind of hilarious, but I'm like, yeah, it's just supposed to be easy. And then one day a week I have intervals. Yeah. You know? So, um, it's what you said, dude, the permission to go out there and not have to run hard. Yeah. F- made me start to fall in love with running, knowing that literally all the best coaches, the experts are saying, stop running so fucking hard. You're running too hard. Nick Bear says on his podcast, but I've heard this years before, but he's like, he's like, yeah, people reach out to me and you feel so proud. Like, look, I ran 10 miles. Now I'm, I'm at this pace. I'm like, stop. You're not helping yourself. So the permission to go out there and if you're listening, you are listening. But oh, got him. I got myself. You are listening. And if you do want to get out and like, oh yeah, you've thought about running more, like wherever you're at, if it's quarter of a mile and then you walk until you're feeling good and then do quarter of a mile and then walk, but make that quarter mile so slow or where again, wherever you're at, if your last three miles felt like death to you, do your three miles again and take a minute off that pace and just mm. go so slow. Like I'm telling you slow, like it feels like this is stupid and you, you just want to run super fast tomorrow, but that's not how this works. That's not how anything in life works. Your goal should be like one year from now. Mm-hmm. I want to be, you know, faster and just think about that and like go out there and like, yeah, enjoy it. And then like also too, I always thought like we, we were talking about this with the pausing the watch and stuff, but I always felt like if I had to run, I couldn't stop whatever I was going to do, whatever distance Mm -hmm. I had to run. But like, dude, if you just are tired and you want to stop, like fucking stop running, look at the pretty house, look at the views, look at Mm -hmm. the bird, look at the deer that just crossed your, like just stop if you want to like, Who's fucking judging you? David Goggins is about to run through this apartment door. <laughs> I was thinking about I was thinking about getting his audio book. Can't hurt me. I feel like I want that in my life. A little hype. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I get no, it. Like, I think it's good. I'm actually going to send you a couple of podcasts. I listened to recently with some runners. One guy I just did, this guy, Zach Bitter. He's like, uh, he set the record for like 100 miles. It was like, I'm trying to remember what pace. It was like 12 hours or something. Damn. Yeah, fucking insane. He he held the world record like just over like maybe just under thirteen hours, like twelve fifty or something. I'm doing that. I'm doing um, that math. That's a it, seven. Yeah, seven. Seven ten pace. Yeah, don't quote me on that. Seven twelve. But pace. I'm like pretty sure, and uh, that's fucked. So, anyways, I think it's cool because like was uh, that like a loop? No, uh, I think it was road. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like a trail. Yeah. Um reason I bring that up is we talked about David Goggins and I think a lot of people, this is an important conversation, like the mentality. Some people are like, Oh, I just got to push through. just got to push through. Some people are like, Oh, listen to your body. And he brought up a really good point. Cause the, the host of the podcast kind of brought that up and he was like, well, he's like, I think it's like, you know, David Goggins is going to talk to a certain audience. And if that motivates you and also like, maybe there are those times yeah. where it's like, maybe I do need to dig a little deeper. Definitely. But I think the reason I want to say this is everyone listening, like, giving yourself permission. Like sometimes, yeah, you need to push through. You need to like do some hard shit and not give up. And then other times it's like, Hey, you're feeling a little nagging injury or like you just, you had a tough week. Like, Hey, that's also okay. And yeah. so I think that's the problem. Cause I've always had mixed emotions of David Goggins. Cause like I have friends who are like, Oh my God, I read his book. It's awesome. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. They like start 
saying their middle name is Goggins and whatever. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh and I'm like, yeah, it's cool. And also like that's not like it worked for him, but that's just like borderline not safe. You right. know, so uh, anyways, I, I think that's like an interesting point. Um, but yeah, okay. I, I think, and just to finish, put a pin in that one. Um, and I think our listeners are socially aware, are personal developly aware. I don't know what I'm trying to say. They're aware of like, I think you guys know. You know if you're not pushing and you know when to push. And I think, you know, not saying 100%, but, um, you know, it does take practice. But if we're using running as the example, like if you worked hard, you know you worked hard. If you fucking just walked the whole time and you didn't get a workout in, like I think you know that too. But if that's what felt good for you, but if you're like, oh, you know, I've been doing this for two years and haven't really pushed myself, like I think you know. And yeah, I think that's when it's time. It's like when you know, you know, fucking let's go. And (laughs) wow, what what did I just say? Uh, let's put that on a t-shirt when you know you know let's go um yeah like yeah there's oh i think there's always times there's times to pull back and push and that's like part of life and right now you know i'm about to launch my course again at the end end of april it's fucking go time so yeah i'm gonna sacrifice a little bit and lean into the business hard uh and then i'll fucking crush it and then i'll go on this road trip with natalie and I could pull back and just serve my clients and not have to worry about posting anymore and all this stuff. And Okay, back to the running. Okay. I'm going to ask some questions. I want some quick answers here. Yeah, right. Seriously. Okay, I'll do my best. Um, fast, and then I'll give you an opportunity to talk. Okay. Okay, like you did earlier to me. Was there ever a time in your life where you're like, there's no fucking way I'm running 40 miles? <laughs> yeah, yo, I mean, it wasn't even the realm of possibilities. Okay. Um I'm curious, okay, where uh, where were you when you signed up for this? Like, headspace in that. And again, I want to, sh- this could be a medium, shorter answer. Like, compared to where you are now. Where was I in my headspace? So like, I would say, from my observation, is now you're like, yeah, I'm doing this. This is happening. Yeah. Like, it's there's no question. It doesn't even seem like that big of a deal. Like, you got to put in some work for it, but it, it, it kind of doesn't. I'm like, not that worried about it. Yeah. So where do you think, if that's kind of headspace now, like around the time you were signing up? Uh, there's enough time for one to train for it. Okay. Um, and I will hire a coach. So I know I'll have support in meeting this goal. So that makes me feel good. I also just know like I can, I can do anything the fuck I want. This is what you were thinking when you signed up? Yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, I was like. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll do it. And if I have to walk and crawl to the finish line, I'll fucking mm. crawl to the finish line. Okay, so what is... Because I imagine for a lot of people, myself included, 40 miles. Like, what? That's insane. And it's funny because for me, like, this is why I surround... You know, you're just some of the five people you spend the most time with. That's why we have this podcast. That's why we have dope guests on. That's why we have the friends that we do because I surround myself with people who, like, are giant killers. Because, like, I don't have any doubt. I'm like, yeah, Matt's doing this. Like, that's 40 miles. Like, I don't know. Maybe if it was 100, it might be hard for him. Like, that's just, like, the way I view it. Yeah. And at the same time, when you were signing up for him, like, do you know what you're doing? Like, that. but it's just funny how, like, I, you know, I have full confidence in you. And so I'm curious, like, what has shifted? Because I, for a lot of people that I know, 
maybe outside of my direct circle. Maybe it's not 40 miles, but maybe it's a 10 K. Maybe it's running a mile without stopping. Maybe mm-hmm. there's all these, like, essentially you broke that belief, right? Cause you mm-hmm. did say at one point in your life, you're like, that just seems not even in the realm of possibility. So like, how did you get here? Yeah. I first, I just want to say, as we're talking about this, I'm like, am I really underestimating this fucking run right now? But no, I think there's enough time. I'll train. Like, there's uh, there's no reason to worry about it right now. Uh, I kind of think of the Michael Jordan quote where it's like, why would I worry about, like, are you worried about, like, taking those, you know, uh, buzzer beater shots in the game? Why would I worry about a shot I haven't taken yet? Yeah. For me, it's like, I haven't even done a 20-mile, like, trail run yet. And right. if, if that's, like, impossible, right? well, it'll be the first one. So I was like, well, let's try it again. And if the fifth 20-mile trail run is fucking impossible and I'm dead, I might start worrying. Mm. But there's no reason to even worry about it right now. I haven't even gotten there. Um, your question was... Yeah, how, how did you... I feel like, tell me if this sounds accurate, this is how you view all aspects of your life. Guarding your business. I know, I know what the question was. Running, you know, is like, I can do anything. Or I'm at least going to try, die trying, you know, but at some point in your life, you were like, you know, even we could go back to people know your story, like being an engineer, it's like, no, like you get a safe job or, oh, you go live in the city or like, you know, how, how did you get to this point where it's like, oh yeah, like I, cause I imagine most people would think somebody who signs up for a 40 mile trail run is like maybe, uh, you know, has done 10 marathons or like. You know, yeah. So how did you just decide like, cool, I, I'm going to go, I'm not going to like run another marathon. I'm going to like just do 40 and it's going to be trails and there, it's going to be at elevation. And so you broke that belief system. I'm just like all over the place and, um, hydration, like, um, just honestly like self care and stuff. Um, you know, all this stuff, like becoming the person who has more discipline, and I know that I will, through this process, I will need the discipline. I cannot continue to stay up till midnight if I want to start getting 20-mile runs in at 5 a.m. before the day starts because I uh, – it's funny, actually, Nick Bear was talking about this, and I was like – I was literally having the same thought. I'm like, dude, we're on the same wavelength, man. Like, kiss me. Um, sorry, was that a lot? <laughs> that forget, was that loud. Dude, said that part out. Just kidding. Uh, leave it. Um, unless Nick, you're listening unless but... Nick you're, and you're into it, uh, just a heterosexual kiss on the lips from a, one guy to another guy. Um, he, uh, wow. I just threw myself completely off. Um, getting the, getting the run in, uh, before the day starts because he, I mean, he runs his own business. If he doesn't do it, something's going to come up and yeah, his business is priority, not running. So if a meeting comes up with a supplier or whatever, like, yeah, he's going to have to take that which means he might not get two hours to run. So it has to be at 5.30 in the morning, 5.30, 7.30, he can get his, whatever the time is, he can get his run in the morning before the day starts. So like, I know I'm going to, first of all, <laughs> I loved my early morning trail run uh, this Thursday. Uh, it, it made the whole day incredible. Just starting the day off like that. Uh, it's meditative, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, and, and the day gets away from you. And it's like, all of a sudden shit starts happening. It's like, I can't go for a fucking i can't do 15 miles right now like i don't have time for that so the discipline to start going to bed earlier and to wake up and to wake up when i don't feel like it and to pull myself out of bed to stay committed to this because because i have this goal of of the 30 miles but again it's not about the goal keeps me motivated to to do these things but it's becoming that person along the way and 
like how when did that change the bike trip i guess like but again then you would ask like how did you think you could ride your bike across the country and man i don't know i had sonia when i was doing modern business on this channel the podcast um sonia is a manifestation uh coach and she has on her website uh the oh fuck what does she call it like the urge not the urge but the the not a calling but like the push the nudge the nudge that's it she calls it the nudge people get this nudge in their life and i got the nudge in my life i wanted something more from my life and I didn't know what that was. And I don't know. I just started riding my bike to work. And I was like, maybe I'll ride my bike across the country. Like there was some nudge. Like I have to do something that's not engineering. And that bike, we know, you know, if you're an avid listener, the bike ride across the country led to, oh, wow, let me, like I found CrossFit doing something new and falling in love with CrossFit. And then that rekindling me with my old desire of like, maybe I could be a personal trainer. And they open up a job and I, uh, started doing, I got my certification, started doing part-time coaching and, and that led to quitting engineering and moved to Colorado to become a full-time personal trainer and all this stuff. And it's just been following that nudge and it's like taking that first step, I think for me was that bike trip. Like, yeah, that might be extreme for a lot of people. Like, yeah, okay, that's not right for everyone. But like, there's a nudge we're all feeling and like to to follow that nudge and to do whatever comes up after that nudge for me, it was the bike trip. Maybe for you, it's like the dance class or like, I don't know. To, yeah, I was going to say, how much do you think calculated risk evolves into this? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's important. I I also won this amazing amount of money from this gambling baseball thing. Um, like five figures of money, which allowed me to pay off a student loan. allowed me to do the bike trip, to not have to work for three months and pay like quadruple in health insurance because that was what they offered me as not working. Um, and to buy the bike and all the equipment and to like be okay for those three months. And yeah, basically spent it all after that. Um, but, uh, you know, that was, I didn't, I didn't just, I couldn't have done that bike trip without that money. And maybe I could, but I don't think I would have thought to. Um, but, that was part of the calculated risk where it was a risk to be like, wow, should I be doing this? This is kind of crazy. Like bike cross country is a wild thing to do. Uh, but at least I knew I had the money to do it. Um, my, my job said you could come back right after you're done and you'd have a job like that's calculated risk. But, um, I think it's important, but still a risk and being like, you know, I don't know, you're fucking bike cross country. Like anything could happen. Yeah. And I even think how, you know, since I've known you, how much more calculated risk of like, again, I imagine people think 40 mile race trail elevation, like, wow, that's going to be uncomfortable. That's going to be hard. That's going to be challenging. And it's like, okay, well you do challenging things on a daily basis. When you're coaching clients, Mm -hmm. you ask hard, you have hard conversations. You, you know, we've jumped in an ice cold river in the middle of January. And we like, this is going to be really hard. I don't want to do this. And then we do it. And then we're like, I want to get out. And we're like, let's stay in a little bit longer. Like, it seems like such a little thing, but all of these add up Yeah. to where like, <clears throat> so I think too, like to your point of like, yeah, if it's the mile, if it's, you know, a 5k, if it's joining a gym, which can be scary, which I'll talk more about. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it could be like as simple as like, Hey, talk to a stranger on the street and get comfortable. Like that could be uncomfortable. And then, Dude, that's it. Like that. 
you know, again, going back to the bike trip, because, you know, this is where it all starts for me. Obviously, if you know that if you've been listening for a while, but um, his rebirth, it, it wasn't. Yeah, dude, I'm the fucking rising phoenix from the ashes, which is now my spirit. I haven't told you about my spirit animal and sitting in the silence. Wow. And, uh, the Phoenix rising and all my clients are also Phoenixes rising from the ash with this new birth of leadership. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm shopping for a little, a little, uh, Phoenix for my desk to remind mm. me of my purpose and stuff. Anyway, I didn't just ride my bike across the country. What did I do for those seven months? I researched fucking everything. Dude, yeah. I was on Google map street view. I was like, if I don't make it to this camp spot, like, could I just camp on the side of the road? And I'm like, I'm like, Oh, this is just like, fucking virginia woods like mm. that seems scary as fuck like blair witch project like i don't know uh and it turns out i never had to do that but like i was i was thinking about everything i learned how to change a tire or change a tube i learned about changing a tire I learned about changing my chain if my chain broke what tool do i need for that how do i fix that i had spare chains i had spare tubes um you know with the water i had a i had a gas stove and i practiced that out in the fucking like park <laughs> by my apartment like lighting a gas stove and and cooking a meal on it so i made sure i knew how to use the stove i was bringing with fucking unleaded fuel uh even the week before memorial day we had a house in the hamptons me and all my friends instead of staying inside that nice air-conditioned house i slept in my tent Outside of this Airbnb, uh, fucking I was drunk, but like I wanted to know what it felt like to sleep on my air mattress inside my tent on a hot day yeah. in my sleeping bag and all that stuff. And, you know, like it. And that touches to your other point of like, why did you do that? Well, maybe not necessarily the transaction. It's not like you signed up to like ride your bike across the country, but like mm, you kind of, you committed to it. You told people that you I were going to do it. I told people on Facebook you... I had a blog. I got Alzheimer's involved. I raised $6,000 for Alzheimer's. Like, yeah, I was – Yeah, so it's I like – couldn't back out. That goes back to like you signed up for this race. You committed to it. It's like whatever you needed. If you want to join it, if you want to lose weight, get in shape, join a gym, like go to the gym. I'm challenging anyone and pay for three months up front. Yeah. Don't like – I've run gyms. I've managed gyms. I've coached at gyms. Like don't do their two-week free trial. Like when I, back in uh, December, I hired somebody to help me with social media, started a YouTube channel, social media. And I just, I was like, let's start with three months. Let's see how it goes. And I paid them for all three months upfront. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I don't want to like a month be like, oh, I don't feel like this is working. Or it's too hard. And uh, yeah, you know. I was like, no, we're in it. And then we'll reevaluate. And we did. And it ended up not being the right thing. But that way I was all in, Yeah, you know? And, yeah. and by the way, don't make it like Planet Fitness, you know, three months is 60 bucks. Right. That's not quite enough. Right. But, <laughs> but that goes back to like, yeah, it's like committing to something where it's like, you got to give it enough time. Um, okay. Last couple of kind of rapid fire. Yeah. They're two kind of polar opposite questions. What are you most excited for about this race? Um, I'll let you actually, I'll ask both. You can answer in whatever order. What are you most excited for? Or what are you most scared of? I am most excited about, Oh man. I feel like that's a question where you say one thing. I'm excited. I'm really excited to like see this beautiful trail. Like it's going to be gorgeous. I'm super pumped about that. I'm I'm really, really excited to see what I'm made of, to see what happens. Mm. I'm really excited to like it's also what I'm most afraid of. Like I'm afraid of blisters on the feet. Mm. I'm afraid of tripping falling scraping my knee and now my knee is fucking throbbing yeah at the same time that's also what i'm excited about because 
what will, you know, wh- who, what am I made of to push through that? And I don't, this is where it goes back to like, this is why I'm excited because I'll fucking do, unless a bone's sticking out of my skin. Yeah. I'm going to fucking keep going and I'll walk the rest of the way and I'll, and you have a limit too. You have to keep up a certain pace. Otherwise you're out. So like if I got to fucking walk, but I still have to like push it, you know, if the thumping of jogging hurts too much, I'm like, like I said, I'll fucking crawl to finish if I have to. And, I, and, and dude, that's what I was like. Um, okay. So mini, mini story. Sorry. And then, and then we're gonna talk about your jujitsu. Um, I did this, uh, this is actually, yeah, this was after the bike trip. I did a, uh, a rock, oh, fuck. What was it called? A tough rock, a rock, rucksack fucking thing, whatever it's called, mm. something rock, whatever. And, uh, it was from 10 PM to 10 AM in New York city. You carry, I think it was 35 pounds in your bag, 25 or 35 or girls had 25. Um, it's like this kind of military thing, you know, 10 PM at night to 10 AM. Um, you cover like 20 miles and, uh, basically, yeah, you're carrying this rucksack and you have a, a leader who's this like whatever military dude. Um, you have to keep up a certain amount of pace. So you're walking, I forget all the details. You're walking 20 miles. There's a, there's a 12 hours, a 24 hour. There's a six hour. There's like all these, I want to do the overnight one. And, uh, and they like, they th- put you in water, like kind of like Navy SEAL style, they, like throw you in the water. They make you do push-ups. If you don't, if you don't keep up your pace, they call they add a team weight. So they'll like find a rock on the road or like a giant log and they'll be like, all right, now you have to carry this. And you already have team weight. You have like jugs of water. Uh, we had a, a really heavy fire hose. It's all in honor of like, you know, fallen soldiers or first line workers or things like that. Uh, we were honoring the dude from um, Lone Survivor, Marcus Luttrell. We were honoring that whole SEAL team operation. Uh, anyway, like, so we had all this team weight. You pass it along. Some people carry it for a little while. Uh, all this stuff. It, it was a really cool experience. Um, and I, and I, without going into any more detail, uh, I was there. I was like, I'm not worried about the physical. I'll walk. I'll deal with I was. I wanted it for the mental challenge, and it never happened. I was never mentally challenged. Staying up all through the night, watching the sunrise over the Hudson River, uh, as we crossed the George Washington Bridge and make our way back into Manhattan. Like we walked from Manhattan to New Jersey, and we came back in the morning. Uh, and dude, the sun's rising. So we're still in New Jersey. The sun's rising. People are fucking dead. There's this one kid. He's super young. He's like fucking whining like a little baby. And at the time, I was not as empathetic as I am today. And I'm like, what is this kid's fucking problem? And we're taking a rest before we climb up these like these like 20 flights of stairs. Uh, cause we're at like the river and we're getting back up to this, the bridge. Um, and we're like resting, people are taking water and I'm doing handstand walks at six in the morning. Right. We've been walking for however long that is eight hours. Everyone's like dying. I'm like doing handstand walks, but like, who the fuck is this guy? And I'm like, dude, I wanted the mental challenge and I didn't even get it. And I'm like, ah, oh. so anyway, that's what I really want from this. So I'm like, I want to like, I want to fucking cry out there. Like I want this, bring it on because I, I want, I don't know. I just like, Fuck me up, man. I, I want to be pushed. I want to reach a new level, and I hope this does that. Have you seen Iron Cowboy, the documentary? The, I haven't seen the documentary. Uh, I, I know who he is. You should, you should watch it. Yeah. Get some inspiration. There's yeah. definitely a great story there. Yeah, I love what you said, um, that it's both what you're most excited for and what you're most afraid of is like to see what you're made of. And 
I just want to reiterate, this is literally why we're having this conversation. This is literally why both of us continue to do new things and challenge ourselves because there is something fucking profound about putting some skin in the game, signing up, and then seeing who you are when those moments hit. Yeah. Because it's easy, and especially in our world of social media and like everyone's got an opinion and, oh, should have said this, should have done that. But when the limelight's on you, like what are you really going to do? Who your true colors really come out, and that's why I've always told people like CrossFit competitions, local five Ks. There's a difference paying, knowing you're gonna have a time, like, and uh, yeah, facing some adversity. So I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, and I can't wait to look back on this fucking podcast and be like, you asked for all this, Matt, <laughs> yeah. fucking blisters, and you did fall and hit your knee, and uh, you cried like a little bitch at mile <laughs> thirty. You know, like you asked for this and. But you, uh, but it's, but you it's killed great. a bear with your bare hands. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, fucking bear. I'll probably have to carry bear spray. Uh, okay, that might be what I'm most afraid of and not excited about. Mm. I do not want to. I don't. I'll see a bear, but if I have to like yeah. use the bear spray, if I have to fucking deal with that situation, I mean that'll just slow my time down. Probably <laughs> <laughs> that'll be fucking scary. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know. Again. Uh, even funny, even joking about that, like looking back on this podcast, it's like, I'm excited because once we're looking back on it, well, the run will be over and guess what? I won't be dead. Hopefully I don't die from this. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll survive and I'll be that much stronger for it. And I've learned a fuck ton about myself and about life and so many things that maybe that's what I'm most excited for. Like what I've learned from the journey, but also the journey, like that's all, it, that's all it is. Yeah. That's all anything is. All right, Taylor, Taylor, you have started jujitsu. What made you want to sign up for jiu-jitsu? Yeah, man, this has been a long time coming. Uh, pretty much since last summer, it's really stuck in my head. And I would say like a big, there were a number of things that coincided. A big part was we had Traver Boehm on the podcast. Um, he's a mentor of mine, read his book. I ended up getting coaching with him, did some work with him. And, you know, if you haven't checked him out, check out the podcast, but his, uh, you know, he runs Man Uncivilized and he talks about what does it mean to be uncivilized? And it was really like this picture of like what I would call a Renaissance man. And it just like really inspired me. Like I've had so much growth in my life and I've always been into physical, like love fitness and sports and athletics and even the mental side of like personal development and psychology and like growing my business. But just like, I think there's, there's, I'm actually in the middle of rereading his book for the second time. And there's like one, I one, thought you were, I saw that in your Instagram story. I was like, is that man uncivilized? Yeah. The gorilla or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, and there's like one line where it's like, you know, you should be able to like cook a seven course meal, mm. meditate, be in touch with your body, protect yourself, surf, climb, like all of these skills. And I was just I like, yeah. man, like that picture. And there's so much more. Right. But like you know, dance, like all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I love that. Like, I, I want to be that. And I want to, you know, um, so that's one big aspect. And, you know, he used to be a professional fighter. So it's like very interesting. Um, I had another friend, shout out Pete Ford. He was also on the podcast. Um, and he got into jujitsu last summer. And I actually uh, went to his first ever jujitsu tournament. And he's like really fresh white belt. He was teaching at the Air Force Academy. Um, how, many, but, how many stripes? Do you have any stripes? He might've had one stripe. Okay. So you, you basically, if you, you get a white belt and then you get four stripes before you move on to a full blue belt. And he was fighting some guys who were like four stripe white belts. So basically almost a blue belt, which is 
like two years in the making, by the way. Yeah, it, it can take one to two years to get a, to be yeah. a full blue belt, depending how much you train. Um, and I went, and Pete is a super fit guy. Like, I've known him for years. I used to actually program for him. I used to be his coach. Um, he's done CrossFit. And I just saw, Pete won't mind me saying this, him just get pinned match after match. And I was like, holy cow. And Pete is a resilient dude. And he's like, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's a lot about technique. It's not always the fittest person. It's not always the strongest person. And, um, you know, and then it's like the, it's funny cause the clock, it was like five minutes and I'm just watching and all of a sudden, you know, it's going well. And then, you know, all of a sudden Pete's in a bad position. I'm like, damn, he's hurting. I'm like, it's probably like 30 seconds left. I look over and it's like, nope, four minutes left. And Wait, is there no pinning or like you have to go the whole five minutes? Unless there's like Even uh, if you tap out. Fucked? Yeah, unless oh, you tap okay. out. It's like So someone has you down and you can't get it up, like Yeah, you just keep fighting or whatever. But there it's there's like points for different maneuvers. Yeah. Um and then it's like, yeah, if you choke them and they tap out, then it's completely over. Okay. So otherwise the then the clock runs, right? Okay. So the clock will run until and then at the end they'll be like, Oh, you have the most point. Like if you dominated them. Dude, right. I can only imagine five minutes of dude. He looked like after every, and he, I saw like five, four or five matches, you know, and sometimes there's like 10 minutes between he literally, if you guys know, he looked like he did Fran, one of the hardest CrossFit workouts, <laughs> like, or, you know, if you've done any other kind of high intensity exercise, imagine, you know, five minutes of like max effort. Yeah. And I was just like, Holy cow. Like I, and I didn't even know what I was watching at the time. Yeah. Um, mind you, actually, funny story. Colby Nepp, uh, we also had the, on the podcast, was at that tournament. Um, nice, and he's several years into it. So I, I did w watch one of his matches and I was just like so intrigued. And I'm like, I've never really resonated with fighting. We actually didn't even have like wrestling um, at my high school where I grew up. So that was like an intriguing thing. And then, yeah, I just like I started researching it and I was like, this seems cool. And then the third and final piece is. I love the con that's why I've loved CrossFit is there's always, I've actually been doing CrossFit over 10 years and there's always something to develop and grow and learn. And it's just as much about developing yourself as learning the skills. And I think that idea of one with jujitsu, as opposed to everything from what I've looked into, it's like the most applicable, like fighting for real life. Right. Um, most fights go to the ground. It's a lot of stuff on the ground. Whereas like Karate is like only good if you're really fighting someone in karate, uh -huh. but it's just like, if, if it's like a street fight, it's, you know, not as much. Um, but what's, I just, what's your opinion on fencing? <laughs> How applicable is that? <laughs> well, that's completely different. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I love the idea of just like, it, it takes people 10 plus years to get a black belt. Yeah. And I just love that idea of like, you know, mastery. And like, it just looks like something like, Oh, so that was the other thing at this match. I would see Pete, like they literally like someone's trying to choke you out. And then after the match, they're so graceful and they're so kind to each other. And it blew me away. I'm like, how can that, like, that was how the whole community was. And Pete's like, yeah, it's funny. Cause you're like, don't die. Don't die. Don't die. But then if you're on top of someone, you're like, kill, kill, kill. <laughs> and then after you like hug. Yeah. And I was like, man, there's just like so much depth to this. And yeah, so I was like, man, this could be a cool iteration. One, the whole renaissance man, like, I, like, yeah, I don't know how to fight or protect myself mm -hmm. and, like, a cool skill and, like, physical development and uncomfortable and learning something, um, but also just the mental and, like, personal development. And, yeah, I just think there's so much growth and, like, something unique. So that's what really got me into it. Um, I was – I had my mind basically made up when we were tra uh, training for our triathlon. Which again, you know, it's always, there's always going to be something next. So like, you know, when Matt gets close to ending this 
uh, 40-mile run, you're going to be like, all right, now what? Yeah. You know, And I think that's why the timing of it was like, oh, cool, this could be my next thing. And I was like, I'm going to get through the triathlon. The more research I did, I've dislocated my kneecap seven times. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, this seems like a really bad idea. Because it's a lot of, like, for me, anytime, like, rotational stuff is when it dislocates. I'm like, I don't know if it's a good idea. So I kind of was just like, it, I don't know. I want to live my life. I want to be healthy. Like, bummer. I can't do it. Um, and then the short version of like, why did I start now? I actually saw a guy at the gym a couple of weeks ago who <laughs> used to go to Pete's gym. There's like this wild connection, um, in Colorado Springs and they did a, a CrossFit competition against each other and they were like going head to head. And this guy is huge. He's like probably like over six feet, 240 pounds, uh, used to be an Olymp Olympic wrestler. Like yeah. he, I think he's the last American wrestler to medal at the Olympics. Wow. And he, the dude is huge and Jack, but I guess he wrestled at like two Oh five and he like looked Jack at two forty. But anyways, I was, just, I was like, you look familiar. How do I know you? Blah, blah, blah. I got in this conversation. I'm like, Oh, do you know Pete Ford? Blah, blah. blah. And I was like, yeah, he actually got into jujitsu. And he's like, Oh, that's what I love. And we we're talking about it. And I told him this long story of like, I was thinking about doing it, but I don't know. And he's like, you know, man, I'm not going to tell you to do it, but I'm not going to tell you not to do it. You can <laughs> throw some knee braces on. Like you might just love it. And then, you know, with conversations you and I have had and just like our life and dude, this is, this is crazy. I didn't know, see this uh, quote at the time, but you might've seen it. Alex Hermosi recently posted. Most people think that middle midlife is like 50 for, for the average man, the average middle of their life is 37 mm. and life is fucking short. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, I'm just looking at my kneecap seven times. What's an eighth? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I have another friend who is a, she used to be a PA a physician assistant and her and her husband own a jujitsu gym. So I kind of asked her about, it. she's like, honestly, when you're starting off, it's a lot of like drilling and whatever. I'm like, all right, let's just do it. So yeah, maybe like three weeks ago, I kind of was like looking at it more and then, Last week, I was like, signed up for an intro class and had my first class this week. And it has been a whirlwind of emotions. Yeah, you said before, uh, yeah, you know, just looking for some growth. Mm. Oh, gro oh, growth you shall have. Um, I also just love what, what you said. I might need to pair some inner child work with its growth, but uh, Dude, we'll I get think, into that. I think all this stuff before, before we keep going, like CrossFit, the community, this shit, what you said, like hugging after the matches. I've heard the same. I haven't been around many ultra, but like if you ever, if you ever watched a marathon, I remember in New York city, uh, I was two, I lived two blocks in Brooklyn mm. for the New York city marathon. So we walked up, yeah, we were drinking champagne all day and we were just dude, three hours of honestly, one of the best three hours of my life. I, my brother and I, and a friend were out there because everyone's got their name on there. And we're like, <laughs> my God, fucking go. Jessica, like, fuck yeah. Like cheering for everyone. What, it was like, what year was this? My dad did the New York city marathon. Maybe. Oh my God. Pro I don't know. Like, uh, either 2017 or 2018. Dude, that might be. That's, that's what I said, Mike. Yeah. yeah. That's probably him. You're um, shouting for Mike. That's yeah. awesome. But like, and anyway, but the ultra community is very similar. Like, it, like it doesn't, dude, you pass someone right on a race. It's like, good job. Keep going. You know, like kind of like CrossFit vibes. And, yeah, I just I, there's something about that with intense fitness shit that mm. that people like because you, you get it. Yeah, you know? and I think it's too. I've always said this <clears throat> about like CrossFit or fitness is it's like it's cool because these people are already looking to better themselves. So it's likely that you're also gonna have great conversations and you're gonna talk about life and like you know yeah because they're already in one area of their life trying to improve. So it's cool. 
um, to see that. Yeah. Okay. So day one, you're, you're, I would assume pretty excited. Like, all right, you know, white belt activity. I'm going to go try something. Yeah. So this is like kind of ironic because I teach this mindset called white belt mentality, which is essentially a beginner's mindset. And I teach that to my clients to like try new things, experience new things, be a beginner again. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've done a little research, but like the gym that I'm at Easton is one of the biggest gyms in Colorado. They have a lot of locations, heard a lot of good things. Um, there's one right, literally right by my house, five minutes away. It's perfect. So get on the website, do a lot of research and they have a free class. So I'm like, cool. Sign up for a free class. I look on their calendar. They have like a fundamentals class. So I think that's what it is. And then when I go to like log in and sign up for it, it's like at a different time slot. And I'm like, Oh, this is actually even better. Like the fundamentals is at 1130. This is at 1045. So I'm like, Oh, this must be just for like new, new. I'm like, perfect. Let's like, you know, cause I'm going into this with like no ego. I've been a CrossFit coach. I've seen people come in, like, especially a lot of dudes who are like, Oh, I can lift this weight. <clears throat> I'm like, no, I'm just like, I'll take it as slow as you let me. Like, we don't even have to like roll for three months. <laughs> yeah. Just let me drill by myself. Like, yeah. I don't know how it works. Um, and they're like, and they, they did a great job. They send you a text like, Hey, confirming. Do you, well, have you had any training before? No. We'll let you borrow a gi you know, which is the wardrobe that you wear. Um, do you have any questions? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, sick. This will be perfect. I can kind of like dip my toe in. I get there, 1045. I'll try to like kind of make this quicker details, but um, not really a lot of instruction. The guy that's teaching it is a four stripe white, four stripe white belt. So he's like not super advanced. Mm-hmm. And basically we're just learning like the warm up stuff and the main drills that you'll do a lot for the fundamentals class. And then he's like, y'all are both sticking around for fundamentals, right? And I'm like, what? No, I had no idea. So I end up thinking I'm going to be there for like 30 minutes and I'm there from 1045 till one o'clock. I can't until one o'clock. Yeah. The fundamentals is, well, yeah, I guess it's like 1130 to 1230. And then I like, you know, stood around, like talked to him for a little bit after, but, um, no sneaking out after that first one. I mean, it's like, there's just, there's literally three of us in the gym yeah. and then people start coming in and I'm like, no. And that's part of the thing. Like I signed up, I went, I like, you know, it's like, okay, I'm here. I have to. So the, the beginner class was fine. Like learning some drills. It's all new. I have no, the guy with me has done some wrestling. So I think a little more experience. And then he's like, all right, um, you know, you got a few minutes and then we'll join the class. So we joined the class and I'm like, I feel like I'm in a fucking foreign country. <laughs> Like the language is different. I don't know where to stand. I don't know how to greet people. I don't know. Literally. Like, yeah, any of that stuff. Um, I have no idea what's happening. I don't know how to like, you know, do anything. And then they're like, line up. And luckily, so I will say, um, I think his name is John, uh, taught my class. You know, he's with me and the other new guy, like kind of helping us. We're the only like full white belt. So we're at, you line up based on experience, based on belt. Right. So we're on one end. Everyone's on the other. There's like probably 30 people in the class. Super overwhelming. Then um, after that, they split up. So it's basically all the white belts are on one side, all the blue belts. So that was nice. It was like, you know, more my like a lower level. And then immediately we start into this warm up. So we're like in rows, kind of like you would line up for like, you know, baseball growing up for stretching. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, ready, go. And it's like, dude, literally these like slide and roll and turn things. So we're, <laughs> imagine like what? when you're stretching, there's like four rows of four people. Everyone's facing the front. 
Okay. Well, we do this like knee slide and roll and turn, and then everyone's facing to the left. And then, <laughs> and then they call it out again, and then everyone's facing. And I'm like so paranoid. I'm like, I don't want to be <laughs> facing the wrong way. I don't want to do this wrong. Like, I don't want to be the guy facing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there were like four drills like that. And that's the stuff we just went over, but it was like full speed. And I was like, oh my God, so much anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we get through the warm up, And then, you know, basically the instructor like teaches a move. So there's a couple of drills like where you're, you have a partner in a chokehold. And again, you know, it's probably for everyone else. It's like one new step, but for me, everything is new. Like, how do I, I lay on the ground? How do I like all this stuff? And then basically they pair you up with like the lowest level belt with the highest. So luckily it worked out where I partnered up with John who taught. So I'm like, thank God, because the other kid partnered up with someone else. And, you know, he basically just taught me the whole class, which was nice because they teach you something and they're like, all right, any questions? No. Okay. Ready break. We clap. And then we go. And I'm like, I don't, you know, and then we do that four or five times and he's like, so get in a scarfold hold, get in, get in a scarfold hold. And Matt, (laughs) the way you're looking at me, I don't, I'm like, also the same. A what? You went over that or they were like, oh, we're in the scarfold today and blah, blah, blah. And what? Okay. Everybody got it. Cool. Break. I'm like, I don't, okay, I don't know what that means. I don't know what this, you know, so it's like the whole class and it's just like kind of anxiety ridden because I'm like, I feel, I, I like literally just can't comprehend it, mm-hmm. you know, let alone do I know what to do. And so it was good. He helped and whatever. And I got through the class and I was like, whoa, that was a lot. Um, but it was good. And, you know, it's really just, like I said earlier, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't know if it's like. Well, I don't know. I had my third class today, so maybe there's some element of, of liking it, but I'm like, there's no way I knew whether I liked it or not. Yeah. So I just went and signed up. I, I actually, I left, I went down and I was like, do you have like private class, like one-on-ones? And he's like, yeah, it's like you get one within your first month, but blah, blah, blah. Because being a coach, I I like see the value of personal training. I'm like, I might need to do like two weeks of one-on-one and yeah. I'll pay for it. Cause like, this was way too fast for me. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I just need to sign up for a month because there's no way to know if I like it. So that was my first class. And then, you know, it was just like a wild time. Everything's new. I go home. I'm like, uh, you know, practice in the mirror 30 times tying my belt. So I know how to tie my belt when I get to <laughs> class. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's the shit that no one like talks about. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> I always tell this story. Uh, I remember my first like uh, fucking middle school dance. I was like grinding on a skinny little light post because I'm like, I don't know how to grind. And there's going to be grinding with girls at this dance. So I'm in the basement like wow. listening to a fucking Usher or something. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Like if only social fuck. media was around then. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, then fast forward. Uh, you know, everyone else is like, yeah, you need to come like four to five times a week. And I'm like, Damn. whoa, I thought like my buddy P goes twice. Mm. Um. So I'm like, it's kind of, I've kind of had anxiety because my week, my schedule has been crazy. I'm like asking what's the busy times. They have three fundamental classes a day. And then basically I went to the 1130. That's the like slow, the lightest. And I was like, okay, I want to go to that. So like Tuesday, With I 30 people, um, or the three people, uh, no, it was 30, but really there was like 12 ish okay. in my section. Yeah, so I didn't okay. interact with the other guys. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, even there's like, so there's like a fence kind of, and you walk in and like, you're supposed to bow when you walk in and you bow when you leave. And then like, we shake hands at the end and just like all this stuff. And I'm like, I have no idea what to do. Um, it was like church 
getting on your knee and doing the <laughs> yeah sign of the cross. I mean, <laughs> it was a, a spiritual experience for sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so then the big thing was, I was like, okay, wow, like, cool. This is kind of cool. I'm going to do this. I've got a gi, like there's kind of that excitement. And, um, so I couldn't go Tuesday cause I honestly was afraid to go to the evening classes that they might be bigger. And so I was like, okay, Wednesday, you know, we weren't recording a podcast. I'm like, I know I can go. And I had anxiety just overwhelm me. Yeah. And I literally, I text you, I had a call with, uh, one of my friends and mentors, uh, Joe at 9am and I was on, I was telling him about it and I was like, I'm telling you this because like, I don't want to go like, that's how much anxiety I have. And it's, you know, it's been wild for me to feel that and I'm, be I'm realizing I should have been more supportive of my text and be like, you got this Taylor. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was like, wow, really? <laughs> well, have fun. <laughs> it, um, I mean, it kind of didn't matter because sending you that text, I knew that at some point you'd be like, how was it? Yeah. And that's why. You I did f- say you're like, I'm sending this to you for accountability. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't really ask for accountability, but yeah, that's what you mean because yeah, I'm going to ask. Yeah. Right. I, I'm going to, yeah. tell. Whereas if I didn't tell you I was going, then it's like, oh, you haven't been back yeah. yet? No, I haven't been back yet. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's wild because like, you know, I've been a coach and I'm. Which, okay. I, I, can I just say, by the way, since we're talking about that, like the fact that you sent me that text and then you're like. I have so much anxiety about going to jujitsu, and then you immediately followed up with, "I'm ju- I'm basically just sending this to you for accountability," and I didn't totally understand why. But to what you just said, like you know, I'm gonna ask. Since you said that, you know, I'm gonna ask. You're like, so how was it? You had this anxiety. Like, did it go bad? Did it go bad than you expected? Yeah, most people just wouldn't do that, yeah. right? I'm not gonna tell anyone because then I'm not. No one's gonna ask me about it, right? Same thing with the bike trip. Like, if I never announced it on Facebook, made a blog got Alzheimer's, you know, and, uh, raised all the money, then I could have backed out. No one would have known. There yeah. wouldn't have been a bunch of backlash. And I wasn't, I wasn't going to let you down Yeah, because I would have let myself down. Yeah. And I mean, cause I was thinking about, it, I'm like, yeah, if we had started this together and I'm like, cool, Matt's showing up at 1130, I got to be there. That would have yeah. been easy. I wouldn't have sent this text, whatever, but I don't know anyone there. So it's been a, it's been a really interesting, I'm not someone who has a lot of anxiety, Uh, I think I've talked about before, or I know I have like, I've struggled with depression and different things, but like not this like anxious feeling. And I haven't fully understood why I think part of it was the anxiety around like one, just not comprehending, not understanding. Like there is a level of like, I didn't like not knowing what I was doing and I didn't like being new, but like it was just spoken so fast and, you know, explain so quickly. Like I just didn't like how fast it was happening and just not understanding. Um, there's definitely also like a big, you know, social anxiety because it's like all new people and like, I'm the new guy. And honestly, part of me was like, Oh, Wednesday. I know I'm not going to like, John might not be there. I'm going to get partnered up with someone else. And like, what if like, I'm a terrible partner. Like I don't want them to have like a waste of a training session. Mm. Like I'll feel bad about that. And you know, all these things are popping in my head and you know, we, we talked a little bit, I think in some audio messages, but it's like, I think it's so different from like CrossFit or like yoga, where even if you've never done that before or fitness or worked out or even played a sport, you probably have an idea of like what an air squat is or like, you know, certain movements. And then even too, it's like, you're kind of isolated on your own. Yeah. But the, no one's counting on you. Really. I would say <laughs> 85%, 90% of the class you're with a partner. 
So it's not just like if the whole class was doing drills by yourself, we're like, cool, I'm not doing it right. Well, that's, I'm just in my own like yeah. corner, you, you know, can have someone else. Cause I've been to, we talked about it. Yeah. We've both been to yoga where they're like, they say some term and you're like, what? And you got to look over and see what people are doing. But like, it's so different when it's like, I have to cooperate with a partner to do this drill. And so I think that was like the big social anxiety. And, um, you know, I go to class and, you know, it ended up, it was, so the, the nice thing is the way that they teach is every week is the same curriculum. Mm. So like Wednesday's class was exactly the same as Monday. And then next week it'll be like new drills. So I was like, and then I got partnered up with a guy who like, he's like a three or four stripe white belt, but like he took a month off and he was super nice and like gave me, but also too, like, I don't know what's allowed. So we started doing some drilling and the, I, you know, it's my second day. So I have a little more understanding. So I start moving quicker and he's like, Hey, Hey, like, I love your energy, but like with the drills, you typically like, you know, just go slow and controlled. And like, he was nice about it. So I'm like, thanks. Like I have no idea. Um, and even today I went my third day and we were in what's called side control where like I'm on the, I'm on top of somebody on the side and you're supposed to like have them in like a headlock. And I had him in a different position and we did it a couple times. And he's like, Oh, by the way. And I told him, I'm like, Hey, this is my first week. Um, and he's like, Hey, like, I don't, I don't know why you're in this position. Like you should be here. And after I kind of thought about it, I'm like, cause I don't know. That's why <laughs> yeah. I mean that like, but I mean, I appreciate him telling me, but also he was like, yeah, why are you here? And I'm like, well, obviously I don't know what I don't know, you right. know? Um, but yeah, so the second class, like I had a great partner, which like that made me feel better. And like then, cause also too, there's not a lot, it's like pretty fast paced. There's not a lot of time to like talk and interact Yeah. where it's like, Oh, here's a drill. And I think too, for me, if I could watch people that would help. Um, but then at the end of class we do live training, mm -hmm. which I did not do day one. And that is a whole different type of lining up. And, uh, and I'm like, what, <laughs> what's that? They're like, grab your water, grab your mouth guards. I'm like, I don't have a mouth guard. Like what? which I now do have a mouth guard. Um, and so basically it's like, I don't know, there's 10, 12 of us. They pull six people on the mat. The next six come up, they get into a position and it's like maybe like 80% live rolling. And there's kind of, you start in specific positions. Um, and then there's specific things that like stop it or if you tap or like whatever. And I'm like, there's no instruction. And it's literally, I'm just like getting thrown into it. And, the, go. and I'm like, what? And then you get there and you get set up. You're supposed to like fist bump them before. And then you kind of like both agree, like ready, ready. Okay. And I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Like they're trying to move me. Do you they're even, know how, to, do you even know how to tap out? <laughs> I do know. Yeah. You double tap. Tap someone. Yeah. Tap someone twice anywhere. But like they're trying to choke me. They're trying to whatever. And it's like, I don't know moves. I don't. So I'm just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. So I like, there were, like there was one guy I remember where I started on my back and he's like, how much pressure you like? And I think that was his first day. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shove it in there, man. Just as far as you can get it. Uh, I think it was his first day at that gym, but I'm like, dude, this is my first day live training. He's like, okay, cool. I'll give you a little bit of pressure. He's like squeezing me to death. And I'm like, what is even... <laughs> this so is a little? There, you, you start on your back. What? Live training, you just start on your back? Yeah, so a lot of jujitsu, you're on your back. Um, you don't start on your feet and then... So in a match, you would. But basically everything ends up on the floor. Same. Okay. So for this, it's like we were practicing in certain positions. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. you like, it would be like, if I'm on my back, someone is very specifically in a certain hold. Okay. Yeah. So it's and live it, training, but you just. So that's to, why it would be live point. training versus I think what would be like rolling where it's like actually just like uh, a match. Rolling in my day was taking Molly. <laughs> yeah. And going to the EDM shows. Back in your day. Um, so that was like 
partly just frustrating because I'm like, I don't even know what to try to do, you know? Um, but afterwards, like, man, there was some adrenaline. I think I texted you and Billy. Yeah. And was like, wow, that was kind of exhilarating. Like, I feel like... Because up until that point, it didn't really feel like a workout. I was like, jiu-jitsu is a workout? Like, what? <laughs> like, whatever. Um, and I was just, like, really proud of myself for going. And I went and whatever. And, you know, I get home. And, again, the guy the first day told me, he's like, Watch your, wash your gi every time. He's like, don't dry it. But, like, you don't want to be that guy. So I'm like, all right, I got to get home. I got to wash my gi. I got to go buy a mouth guard. I'm like, um, and I kind of was just like, okay, cool. And I'm like, watched a few more videos. And then Thursday, I'm like, oh, I don't have to go to jiu-jitsu. I'm like, I'm going to go three times a week. That's like my, yeah, and, uh, you know, I felt better, but then again, this more like Wednesday was like the most anxiety. Like it was in, insane. I would say 90 plus percent of people I know would like not do a thing if they felt that much anxiety. Yeah. And for me, just like a lot of the inner work I've done, I'm like, I have to go do this, but I'm like so scared and I'm not fully sure why. Then this morning, all of a sudden it kind of crept up on me again, which I had a call with a client from 10 to 11 and then we were running long. So it was like 11, 15, which also that was Wednesday too. I was running late. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, shucks. I missed it. I was running late and you, you had to, I had to get there. I had to change. And I'm like, I don't want to be the late guy. I don't know what happens, all this stuff. Um, so a lot, a lot of pressure. If you're, if you're a late guy, <laughs> you're applying a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, um, I remember like grabbing a drink and like, there were a couple things I had to do. Uh, oh, actually, after my call, I went to go take a piss, and then I was like, I could not go. Do I have to go? Oh, man, I know those feelings. I could not go. And then I was just like, dude, just get in the car. Just get in the car. And then I got there, and, and I was kind of hoping. I'm like, maybe this will be a day that's lighter. And then I, like, pull in because um, there's kind of a lot of side street parking, and it's like there was a spot right next to the front door, which the day before I had to go, like, three blocks up, and I'm like, ooh, maybe it is a light day. And it was a light day. Um, also I forgot to mention that I found out the instructor from Monday and Wednesday is like filling in for somebody and just was like not great at explaining things. So it's normally not that like just, Oh, this, this cause she would even <laughs> be like, it's it. Wait, no, it's this, no, it's this. And like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, come Friday, it's nice because, you know, again, I had another partner, but he's been there every day I have this week. So I like had recognized him. Um, and yeah, it's like, it was like a little faster pace, but it was like, cool. I kind of know what we're doing. I kind of know what we're doing. Uh, once we got into it, but still every day I've been there, there's a clock and I'm just like, every time we have, all right, let's break, you know, here's a new drill. I'm like, it's only been 10 minutes. It's only been 15 minutes, like, which <laughs> yeah. I never do, but yeah. I'm just like checking the clock and then they're like, all right, we're going to finish early. And we did. So there were way less of us today. There were like eight. And then, so it was like four on the mat. No, there's three on the mat. So yeah, six people going at a time and then two people resting. And every time you like tap or whatever, then someone slides in the rotation. Um, I literally like, it was insane. There were some times where I kind of was like just giving up because I'm like, I'm gassed. And yeah. I don't know what to do from here. Yeah. Um, but today was like, I would say like almost felt more full effort. And it was hard because I was in these positions. I didn't know what to do and I didn't know what counted as like a stop. Um but I like am really self-aware and I have good body awareness and I understand pressure. And like, that's one thing Pete told me was like, it's a lot about technique. So like I was actually comfortable just kind of like chilling someone's on top of me. And then like kind of when I could, I would like move and then I would like push them and, and uh, you know, I just didn't know what I was doing, which was frustrating a little bit. Cause I'm like, I want to at least and try that, something. That probably hold you back a little. Cause you're like, I don't want to fucking, 
Yeah, so that's do why some I'm, illegal shit and that's definitely part of it. But then also I'm like, uh, cool. I could just like there was one guy I was with, and I'm like, we're in this like kind of standoff, and I'm like, actually, I think fortunately the guy I either tapped or the instructor was like, all right, we're gonna call it. You know, it's been long enough. But I'm like, I could just stay in this position. I don't know what move to make to then try to progress yeah. this, and he's not doing anything. But there was one guy who's super nice. He's helped me two days and. I'm on my back and he's on top of me and we're just like moving around and it's not even a move I learned, but I flipped him on his back and that's a win for me. Nice. And that felt incredible. Here we go. I was like, I've never had that aggression for like fighting. Yeah. But I kind of loved it. And I kind of feel like I was like, I feel like I was actually, he was like, you're scrappy. And again, I feel like I could be good at this if I knew what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot more fun. Um, well, this so, is, this so is great. Yeah, so, man, so I, like, yeah, I love all this. So, I really went into depth on those three days. I love it. Um, this is like all of life, and I feel like people just. We were talking about the running, and like people just want it now, mm. right? And it's like, no, you you have to be the beginner. You have to like be fucking lost and shit. Like, but eventually, yeah. Look, day three it only took fucking three days, one week, for you to flip someone. And, you know, have a little victory for yourself and you're slowly learning and you're understanding how to line up now. You have your mouth guard, like you, you tie your, you tie your, uh, uh, oh, Natalie is coming in top one. Uh, and you know how to tie your belt and like all this stuff and, and you've gone through all this stuff and, uh, come on in that dog. Um, you know, but like, you know, when I start, I, I'll bring it back to you cause I have questions for you, but like, like, NFTs, right? Talk about NFTs a bunch and like learning about this. But people are so afraid to like, I don't know it. I'm ignoring it. But if you just took the time to like put some time into it, start simple, which you didn't really get the opportunity to do. Mm. So this, this is what's going to be my next question. Um, but like, if you just are able to start small and be like, okay, what is an NFT? Let's Google that. And then Google it five times. So you start to understand it. Fungible. What does that mean? Token. What are tokens? Like, what is the blockchain? You start Googling this and you're, yeah, you're not going to remember it the first time. So you're like, wait, what's a blockchain? Wait, what, what is like, I don't, and just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And eventually, yeah, you fucking know all this stuff. So, you know, this is slowly happening for you, which is like super cool to hear you talk about it. But my biggest question is you said this, um, a normal person with this amount of anxiety around ha- like having this anxiety of not wanting to show up, trying to convince yourself, like, oh, I don't have to go and like, I just get in the car and all this stuff. Normal person, normal person wouldn't do it, but you're like, because of that, I have to do, I have to do it. Yeah. Like, why? Mm. I mean, what's on the other side of fear? Everything you ever wanted. And Yeah. It's like, I mean, I was talking to another friend about this because this is, (laughs) I want to work through some of this anxiety and like understand why, because I've never felt this like level of it. Um, I think there's definitely some things to like work through. Um, but yeah, a lot of, that's the only way you grow. That's the only way, like it's getting out of your comfort zone, you know, and all the great things in my life, starting my own business, moving across the country, like asking out a girl that I liked, like they were uncomfortable at some point. And, you know, I think just one thing I've learned is like, hey, the things you really want, like sometimes are going to be hard. And it it goes back to even what you said of it's like, man, I want to like, 
Well, I think about this too. The last time I felt this way was when I was going to go skydiving, which I won't tell that whole story, but basically a friend asked me, I was like, yeah, sure. For your birthday, your 30th, like, yeah, definitely. As soon as I said yes, so much anxiety overwhelm because I never really was interested in it. And then I realized like, I'm actually really terrified to jump out of a perfectly good plane. And then I knew I had to do it. I'd be more scared to jump, jump out of a not good plane. That sounds like a shitty situation. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, talk to a lot of friends, talk to you, talk to Billy. And both of you guys were like, man, I like being the type of person who has like done that, tried it. And that's what I think about. I'm like, do I want to be the type of person? You, you said it, like, who am I becoming? And it's like, do I want to be the type of person who just like quit? Even if I don't tell it, if I'm like, I could just tell people I don't like it. But deep down, I'll know like, nah, I just like was scared. Mm-hmm. I don't want to live my life that way. I don't. I can't look myself in the mirror. Um, which goes back to like, I just signed up for a month because it's like, yeah, I don't know if a month's even enough time to know if I really like it, you know? And so for me, it's like anytime, and and part of this is just getting to know myself better, but anytime I have these feelings of like, man, I kind of don't want to do it. And there's definitely levels of like, you know, do I not want to do something because it's like, that's just like, doesn't excite me. I don't enjoy it. I feel like I should because other people want to, then yeah, I don't need to do that. But this was my decision. I decided to sign up for this. I decided to try this. So, um, and that's a big reason why, right? Like what's my why for this in the first place was like the personal growth. Like, I think I'm, I'm going to be, you're going to be a different person when you finish your race. I'm going to be a different person. Like after a month, I'm going to be a complete different person when I get my blue belt, like, you know, and, um, who, when you get your blue belt, that's what I'm excited for. So I wanted to ask you that kept coming up in my head you're like the goal setting guy yeah you know what's the goal for this it, it, it's the blue belt like you're Dude, are you already committing to i don't know i've started two years, years of this i've started following all these jujitsu people and i'm like the black belt looks really nice it looks really oh, cool wow but um no i i think that i i definitely am the goal setting guy i need some due diligence before i really decide so it's like i'm gonna give it a few months to actually like do, is this something I want to do? Yeah. Is this something I like? And, and give it like the true chance. Um, because I don't want to just commit years of my life because like, Oh, I want to say I'm a blue belt. Right. right. Um, it goes back to like our quitting episode and yeah, you know, yeah. But like actually giving it a shot, right. Yeah. And getting beyond that point of like, Oh, I'm stopping because I'm scared and I'm nervous and I'm anxious. It's like, no, let's get beyond that point. Yeah, because it's not like, you know, snowboarding. Ever since I saw snowboarding, I was like, that looks dope. I want to do it. It's not like I was like, oh, those dudes are like choking each other out. I want (laughs) to do that. No, it's like been this slow evolution. So I got to see if I like actually like the sport. And then if I do, I mean, I think the ideal scenario is it's like something I could do for the rest of my life. Like it's, I think obviously the more you do it, you know, if you do it, there's guys who do it every day and you're going to progress quicker. But it's like, I kind of like that idea of it's like slowly, but surely. And then another degree of mastery, another degree of mastery. It's almost like golf. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess really anything in that sense, but, uh, golf, 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 my mind is golf is, well, it's nothing like golf, of course, (laughs) like, like a slow, like beers and yeah. 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 Um, awesome. So, um, fuck what just came up for me. Um, let's just kind of recap with this. Um, well, I'll say, I think 
I was going to – how do you feel about day four coming up? More anxious, less anxious? Yeah, I mean, that's the funny thing. At the end of class, I was actually, like, kind of had fun. I sent you guys another message. I was like, that that fighting was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Because I felt a little more comfortable of, like, not doing the wrong thing. And I'm like, cool. I don't – none of this is probably – like, I'll do – I know there's, like, what's called framing where we're – when you are on your back, you, like, keep your elbows tight. Like, this is how you kind of fight. And there's, like, steps to, like – pull your elbow, like you need to get your elbow back if they like have it or whatever. And so there's some things I do know. Um, but then when not, it's like, cool, I'll just keep defending and pressure. And like, I feel at least that's what I felt like I could do today. Um, which you couldn't do on day one. Yeah. And so at the end of each day, I'm like, Oh, I feel good. This is cool. Like I feel way better. And I'm like, that wasn't that bad, but I do think it's like still going to be a while because, also, next week, the curriculum completely changes. Mm. So I know the first day I go is going to be like the hardest. But also, I'm kind of learning where... Um, so I think Sunday is when it changes. I might try to go Sunday because that'll be everyone's first day. Mm. So like on Wednesday and like today, they were like, oh, who's been here this week? And today was like, hey, here's the drill. Okay, we're going to do 90 seconds. Whereas like day one, it was slower. So uh -huh. it's like, oh, okay, if I can go the first day. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I... I'll, I'll have to let you know whenever that day is, but I definitely, I feel more comfortable. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a wild ride already and I, I'm just excited to like keep going with it. Um, and I, I think to an extent it's like, you know, sort of the last thing I wanted to say, you talked about like NFTs and it's like, cool, like just learn you know, one step at a time. What do these words mean? Like, what is this? What is Ethereum? And I, I do think that's good. And like the, my coaching hat, when I'm seeing this, I'm like, man, there's so many things they could structure better and help yeah. people and like give more tools. And then also like, that's fucking life. Like the unknown and the unknowable. And so like, as much as I hate it and it gives me anxiety, I kind of love that. Like, I don't know, like what could fucking happen? Yeah. And I'm just, who am I going to be? Am I going to like, Oh, there's a water break. Am I going to sneak to the locker room and walk out or no? I'm going to just yeah. stay there. And so it's uncomfortable for sure. But I think that like, there is something cool of like literally just getting thrown to the fire and like adapt and overcome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm getting better at just sitting in all these uncomfortable, uncomfortabilities, especially like silence. And I'm good with that with coaching, but like, you know, test driving cars and oh my god i talked about it on my other podcast um but i'm just like dude these this guy like he clearly doesn't want to be here it's like he does he's not talking to me at all test driving this car and he's like on his phone it's fucking quiet like turn on the radio but like not blasting it and i'm like this guy won't start a conversation with me and i'm like this is not my fucking responsibility to talk and so i'm just gonna sit here and i don't care and even like in other even in other situations where i'm like he should be talking to me in any situation where it's like if it's silent it's like why is it on me to to start talking? Mm. Like I'll I'll be fine just sitting here. I don't really care. And anyway, that just kind of came up. But uh, I'm excited to see how this goes for you. Um, man, I got baseball this Sunday, first nice. game. I speaking of some things, I've been gone back into baseball the last two years. This is gonna be my third summer back into it since high school. Really, um, haven't really like practiced anything. Um, like I'm I sorry. Pra practice well, are you you talking about practice talking about practice uh we we've practiced like you know really just getting the swings and getting the reps in like warming up your arm but like i haven't like youtubed you know but how to hit better mm. or more specifically pitching 
one guy on my new team has a radar gun. Oh, baby. Clocked me at 76 miles an hour, which is like my 10th pitch of the season. Uh, you know, I haven't been throwing in the off season. Uh, and I'm like, and I watched the video and I filmed it of me and I'm like, I don't use any of my legs. And I'm like, dude, I, I'm going to fucking throw high 80s. That is my fucking goal. I'm going to throw high 80s. And I'm, I'm now watching all these videos and like how to start using my legs a little bit better. And it's so funny because a lot of it's like creating torque in your leg. Like if I was squatting, you know, when your knee, your back knee, like my knee caves in, I lose a lot of power and hip drive and all this stuff. And I'm like, never really filmed myself and watched and like, I get it, but I just never like looked into it. Even this, I'm excited to like, let me like, if I'm going to do this, like why not improve a little bit by each game and practice using the leg a little bit more and like, yeah, strike some motherfuckers out. Like I'm pumped. So Anyway, I just want to say it's just kind of this whole thing about like growth and learning and it's like yeah. might as well, you know, go with a little extra step. And- For sure. Yeah, I think that's one thing cool about jujitsu too is like, yeah, three days a week, that's good. I'm, I feel like I'm learning and growing. And to be honest, like <clears throat> it kind of feels a little boring knowing it's like if I went five days a week and we're doing the same thing, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure I could pick like it's still more practice. I understand the fundamentals, but it's kind of like letting go of that pressure of like, you know, most people start CrossFit and it's like all in and they start jiu- and it's all in. And it's like, cool. Like I'm in this for the long run. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. When you said that, that brought me back to my, the glory days. We had a pitcher who would clock like low nineties and I was in eighth grade and I actually won the starting catcher position for the varsity team. Oh man. Cause I was the only one who could catch him and block like his curveballs and stuff. Mm. And, uh, it was cool. Like I remember him being like, I want Taylor. Cause like, <laughs> nice. you know, we'd strike people out. And then the, the other kid who was older, like, you know, couldn't block the curveball, And then it's like, he gets the first. And yeah. 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 Fun stuff. I love it. Um, beautiful, beautiful podcast today. Beautiful. beautiful. Very fun stuff. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And we won't be it's back for thing. like a month. So we'll have a lot more to talk about and it'll be two weeks. Well, two weeks. Well, we might get a guest. Yeah, we might have a guest, though. A little breathwork action. Well, we'll see. Anyway, stay tuned, guys. Thanks for coming. Uh, it's late on our end, so uh, we got to eat, put a little pressure on it, and uh, call it a night. Peace. Peace. Peace.